Hello, and we're back. And I've already ruined my... I'm going to upload multiple times a week. Okay, I got busy with work, and, um... Yeah. No, there's no more excuses. But that's that's basically what, what, what happened. But uh, let's get into it. We're on episode two. Um, and we're like a week late, but that's okay. Uh, and we're going to keep going. We're going to keep trying to be motivated to keep doing more episodes, whatever not. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I had, I had a pretty, I have some pretty interesting stuff to talk about, but, uh, yeah, so I'm recording this the day after Canada Day, so, uh, happy Canada Day, and, uh, we'll just, um, we'll go down the list of what I want to talk about, and if we have anything else, we'll talk about it, uh, but yeah, so, um, I wanted to start by, uh, talking about this story that I've been meaning to talk about since last week, because it happened last week, but... So there was a there was a woman who was left on an Air Canada plane after it landed, like after it landed, after everybody left, after they cleaned it or, or I don't know if they clean it, but like she like ended up in like a dark locked cold plane, right? And um so yeah, it's uh this happened in June. So it's been it's been a while, but like basically the story is this this girl was flying from Quebec City uh into Toronto and she fell asleep reading her book and um she woke up and she was still like seatbelt on uh in a really really cold and like pitch black uh like surrounding whatever. Um and uh <clears throat> She said she has anxiety and that um, she was having a bad dream uh, or like it felt like a bad dream. Uh, and then she went and did like a huge post on Facebook and uh, and then, you know, like overall she like was trying to text friends and calling friends and then her phone died. Uh, and then because the the plane wasn't on, she couldn't turn on the like she couldn't charge her phone through like any of the USB ports or whatever. Um, yeah, and she said that she had, like, no connection to the outside world, and she, uh, she felt pretty helpless. But, yeah, um, she tried to, like, use a flashlight as well, it says here, which, honestly, that sounds like pretty much, like, I would, honestly, I've seen those aircraft landing things, too many, you know, emergency landing things. So I'm pretty sure those would work, even if the plane wasn't on. So I would try those. Um, but yeah, no, so she, she tried a bunch of stuff, her phone dies, whatever. Uh, and then um, there was like, a, uh, she opened the door. Um, but then she had no like, uh, like connection. Like it was a 40, like the plane is high off the ground. It's like, a, it was a seven, four, seven, like, or like a, I don't know. It was a seven, 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 a Boeing seven, seven, seven. So it was like still like far off the ground. So like, you know, like even if you open the door, you can't, um, and, uh, yeah. So she hung out of the door, tried to use a flashlight. Uh, and then she finally caught the attention of an employee driving like a luggage cart and uh they basically like she got help down 
and uh, yeah, no, and it's being investigated, and it's um, it's interesting, uh, because from what I from what I read in like other places as well, she had um, she had insomnia, and uh, so when she like, so she was like insomnia is like when you can't really sleep or like you have chronic like sleep disorders. So she had like she she probably fell asleep and was really like deep into her sleep and didn't even notice but like serious negligence on the part of like the um the flight attendants and stuff like like do they not clean the plane would they not have seen her or like even if they don't clean the plane don't you like sweep it to make sure like no one's stuck on the plane or anything um it just seemed a little weird to me but anyway um so this story reminded me of like one time I was traveling to America and I was uh like on one of those smaller kind of jets that like you know and we had the, like a typical Toronto to um wherever flight where there's like a million and six connections and um one of our connections was like this literal hour long plane ride and um I fell asleep on the plane so so I fell asleep twice. The first time I fell asleep, I was playing my PlayStation uh, Portable, or PSP, and I, like, fell asleep playing it, and, uh, like, just, like, it fell over, and the flight attendant put it in, like, came over and talked to my mom, and my mom came over and, like, put it away in my bag, so, like, yeah, whatever, right? And then, and then the, and, like, woke me up when, when that was happening. The second time... I wake up on, on the airplane and there's three strangers and a pilot like with his full like you know pilot hat on he's standing there and the three flight attendants and um my mom and they're shaking me awake like and I'm like whoa what happened right like like I'm pretty dazed right just woke up deep asleep right and uh and yeah so I like I fell asleep and it was, I, I I could see how people could get left on planes. Because if someone hadn't woken me up, or if my mom hadn't been there, or the flight attendant center waited, apparently it took a half an hour to wake me up. I doubted it. I said it was like 10 to 15 minutes. But if it did take half an hour, that's ridiculous. Like, so, so, so like, I totally see this lady's perspective, except I had people wait for me because they didn't want to get sued. And Air Canada is probably gonna get sued and have to like settle with her and whatever. Dark. But yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, I I um I I hate falling asleep on transportation. It's happened to me before on like go buses where I've missed my whole stop and then had to like like I missed my stop going like back from somewhere once and then I ended up like in another city. And had to get my friend to come pick me up in, like, the middle of the night. And it was really, it was, like, really embarrassing. And, like, like you're gonna, it's the middle of the night. And you're in, like, a completely different city. And, yeah. So, um, I'm a deep sleeper. Like, it, like the, I'm probably the deepest sleeper I know. And um, being a deep sleeper, it's great. Because, like, you know, um, you always get like when I when I sleep I always feel refreshed when I get up like I feel like a good got a good night's sleep everything went well 
I don't really have like a unless I have like a bad dream or stuff. Uh, but like I don't really like wake up thinking oh I you know I slept really light and woke up a bunch of times. This is not not how it happens. It has to be really loud for me to wake up a bunch of times. Um, so so deep sleeping is good, but then I've also had scenarios where it's gotten me a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah no i'm gonna save some of the stories for later but uh yeah no that's just my experience of sleeping on a plane and uh making three flight attendants and a pilot um i'm pretty sure the co-pilot just left because uh, I, I don't know if you can fly an airplane with one pilot but it was weird because it's like all these like people and uh yeah no it was like it was uh they seemed sort of annoyed but sort of okay like you know like it's our job whatever um, speaking of which, American flight attendants are probably the worst. Um, they're all really rude, and they're all really used to dealing with really, really mean people, and therefore they treat everyone like assholes. Um, I've noticed that. I've, I, I, I've, every time I've been to an airport, and like, had to go to America or whatever and especially when I'm traveling alone I always get frustrated with these flight attendants because even if you're asking about something or like a genuine concern they get very annoyed very quickly because of all the people that are assholes to them so yeah no no, no. it's it definitely happy that those three didn't just leave you know leave me my mom was there, so that that probably helped. But, you know, I feel bad for this lady. And hopefully, you know, you know, Air Canada, what you doing? Like, come on. Like, like all they have to do is, like, look, you know? Like, don't they, ch- like, they have to check the washrooms. People can, t- like, totally just stay in the washroom. And, like, they would never know, right? Like, maybe it's, like, the obvious thing, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's too obvious, or like one of them told the other person to like, hey, can you go wake up blah blah, blah passenger? And they're probably like frustrated because they have to do it all the time, and then that person forgot and that person didn't check and like it it just seems like the perfect scenario for something like this to happen needs to have happened, um, and you know hopefully you know she she's okay she her f- Facebook post was um. A little long and obnoxious. Clearly, like, if you go look this up and look up the article and look up the Facebook post, you just see by the length of it that she was really milking it. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly because I understand it can be a traumatic experience. Um, but I also think that um, there is an over-dramatization when it comes to incidents because... Um, she'll want to get more money or Canada will not want to pay that money. So like, it'll, it'll be like downplaying from one side, upplaying from one side. And because she's the individual who experienced it, she'll upplay the hell out of it. And so I'm not saying that in a bad way, though, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, bring it back to Canada day. So, um, happy Canada day or happy belated Canada day. Canada is 152 years old. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. It's actually really interesting because this is the first time we've done, like I did anything other than, uh, go to like the fireworks. Cause that, that seems like the typical thing that a lot of people do, especially like down Toronto side, 
but this is my first time being up in Ottawa and being up in Ottawa it was it was really it was really awesome I didn't go to the Parliament Hill side um we were we spent a lot of time in the Byward Market and and like uh Major Hill Park and the other like venues and um basically they like they had so much they like closed the whole like like a whole section of Ottawa called the Byward Market it's where like a lot of bars and pubs and stuff are and like they they close up all the streets and stuff and they're all walkways so it it was very very convenient um uh and yeah no Canada was great we got to we had some overpriced lemonade and uh we ended up going to a place to eat and I had fries there and then we ended up getting Thai Express from um from the Rideau Center, which is like the big mall downtown, and um, so here's 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 the so so great day, awesome day, amazing time. You know, it was it was good people hanging out with friends. It was it was great. Um, but I had like, what I like to call the three explosions of Canada Day, um, and the first started as as like we got there and uh, we hadn't eaten lunch uh, and we were just heading over to the food court and Thai Express, you know, we got Thai Express. It was great. Looks really good. Smells really good. And, um, so we, we leave the Rideau Center and we're, we're just going to go sit on these, uh, these steps of this art gallery you're supposed to go see. Uh, but it was closed. A lot of places in Ottawa were closed, like a lot of historical, like, you know, art museums and stuff, they were closed. We thought that like the group I was hanging out, we wanted to go see some of the museums, but they were all closed because, you know, Canada Day and probably just not being able to staff or, um, I thought that a lot of things were going to be free. Basically, that was my assumption going to it. Didn't end up happening. So it's fine. But, so we're sitting on the stairs and just having it and I choke on <laughs> like a piece of general Thai chicken. And here's the thing. To give you some context, I choke on food really easily, especially if I enjoy the food, um, which which sucks, right? Because, you know, you choke on food and you're not having a good time. Um, so I, I choke on this piece of chicken, throw up, like I, I tried to like, you know, what, what, what a lot of people do when they dr choke on something is try to drink some water, you know, push it down and then take smaller bites, right? Um, so this one, this piece was particularly, you know, particularly stuck there and um i i was choking pretty bad and uh i was like okay first thing we do you know in downtown ottawa is i'm choking and i choke a lot on my food because i get very excited about my food and i think i've said that like just five seconds ago but i can't stress that enough every time i find food and i'm really excited about it I get very amped and I like, especially if it tastes good because this, this Thai express was just like, we got our order in like five minutes and that shit was bomb. It was so good. It was like, like, I think Thai express is the best food that you can have in like 
that fast food kind of sense because it is so, it was so good it was so well prepped and it was like they they had a million people like because we were it, we were in like downtown on Canada today there was like a lot of people in line and they were just running through people like pretty quickly and we didn't have to wait too long for food and the food that they made amazing um that being said so first thing you choke I um I remember my mom taught me this trick when you're choking uh you gotta have something a little fizzy with bubbles and stuff it helps take food down so um it took me a while to like remember this and like you know figure out what I'm gonna do so I'm like okay so I'm gonna go beside this, this art gallery and like so they have the little grates for the windows um uh like that are like below the the ground level so they have like little grates to collect like rainwater and stuff so I was like okay so I'm going to um I'm going to uh try to take some of this you know that I had like orange crush um and I was like I'm gonna try to drink some of this and my mom's you know fizziness method whatever it's gonna work I'm not gonna throw up but in case I do um like you know I'll do it in a great kind of way from like where people are watching and stuff and um so I so I take a sip and it and it, and it I'm I'm about to throw up and then my mom's it, listen to your mom's man listen to your mom that fizz just like cooled it down it all went down swallowed it and then I was like okay I'm done with food <laughs> for now and I actually ended up um eating that Thai Express like the next morning which is today but uh I like I whenever I choke on stuff it just takes away my appetite really hard um especially because you know I'll like pick up some water or whatever I'm trying to like bring it you know bring it down with um and yeah so I so I I, I that was the first thing and this happened within like the first 20 minutes of like being in the downtown like you know and like like being excited about like everything so there's a combination of excitement I forget to chew the chicken I got was like the like the skin of it was hard to break because we had like plastic forks so I wasn't like bring breaking them down into chunks so then when they went into my mouth I wasn't chewing enough it it's this combination um that like now that I think of it makes me like sound like a complete idiot but that is fine all right so that's the first mishap so uh then I you know I put the cap back on the crush I'm like okay I'm good we still like kind of pack up clean up like all the mess we made I threw up some water in the in a little bit and I was, was like <laughs> trying to like throw up on a different spot <laughs> like this this took about like 20 30 minutes just like me struggling and um the people I was with they're like you know I don't know what to do so we're just gonna let him be uh which is fine which is fine it's not their fault uh but anyway uh I you know I put I put the cap back on the on the crush and I I was like okay you know I give it to my girlfriend she puts it in her bag uh as long as my uh, like with my Thai Express in another bag you know because it's all like opened and like a little soggy and whatever and uh she uh she hands me the crush again because I wanted some more and I open it and it explodes like you know like when you shake pop too much and then like explode like when, when it like burst everywhere and like the, the foam right and it burst and i'm like sitting right behind her trying to open this string so like a little bit probably gets on her back most of it gets on my shirt 
which at this point has a little bit of like water vomit on it and like it's gross it's disgusting it's hot it's like it was it was hot yesterday sun was beating down like you know like of course the spot i got on the stairs a little bit of heat you know a little bit of sunshine directly on my head so you know like this shirt is like seen is battle scarred within the first 20 minutes and uh, i just spilled some more crush on it um and i'm upset so uh, of course that happens we all laugh and we're like we're making this joke that bad things come in threes basically i'm trying to be careful for the rest of the evening like um we went to major hill park and uh we got some overpriced lemonade and uh, we just kind of sat in a spot and chilled because pretty much every point and place we were going to was either closed down or off limits or like whatever. Like they there was some like it was far. There's a lot of people, whatever. And our plan was we're going to go somewhere to eat and then come back to Major Hill Park, find a place to sit and watch the fireworks for um for Canada Day. And they were at 10, and we had, like, a couple hours, so um, we're trying to figure plans out. And we're just kind of sitting here, enjoying our lemonade and whatever not. And uh, uh, so, that, so that happens. We take our lemonade, and uh, we finished it. We threw it out. Um, we decide we want to go to this place, Royal Oak. Um, and we get there, and um, I'm eating my fries, okay? And these are some good, like some good fries like it we were on like a 17 minute bus ride or like something like 20 minute bus ride to go like to this place so i was already kind of like why are we leaving the place we're gonna be back at taking like a far bus ride or like sort of far sort of far bus ride to like go eat at this place when we can try to find something local but we just wanted like rest people right we were trying to like get somewhere to eat which would be you know, a little bit, um, like a little bit emptier, easy to, easier to eat whenever not. And, um, so I like, we're, we're on the, we're on the patio at the top and like the balcony area and, uh, it's really nice. And I'm like, you know, at this point, my shirt's like kind of dried off. Um, nobody's not really noticing smells because of all the sweat. Um, but yeah, so so I order these fries and the first plate of fries comes and goes no issues no problems second plate of fries arrives and I'm like I need some ketchup so there's a little like a little flap of like the you know you know those restaurants that have those like newspaper style like bottoms so it was like that so it was a newspaper it was like kind of sort of off the edge I'm like this isn't that flimsy I can put some ketchup on it the ketchup squirts and it literally like deflects off this paper and goes straight into my shorts. And when I mean straight into my shorts, I mean like it's a clump, like it's a pretty big clump. So I'm like, shit, right? P- people didn't even notice at first because it was all conversations. And I'm like, shit. And then I grab a napkin and I'm starting to clean it up. And then my girlfriend's sitting across from me and she she has like, like sparkling water with like lemon, lime in it or whatever. And, um, she's like, oh, this will work. And like in the glass, it looks like a tiny bit of water, but it was actually like, like it was a lot of water. Like it was, it was enough for like when she <laughs> basically threw it and po- poured it on me, like, 
she poured it on the stain, but it like spilled down and like it basically ended up looking like I peed myself. So um, those were the three the three mishaps or the three explosions of uh, of Canada Day, and um, all of them could have been avoided. You know, like choking could have could have just you know like broken up the chicken or whatever. Um, the crush probably could have opened it slower, you know, maybe not shaking it so much. The ketchup, if I just didn't aim for the little <laughs> flap that was right conveniently above my, above my jeans, this would have been fine. The thing is that the ketchup bottle that I was using didn't have as much ketchup as I thought it had, or like it had more ketchup than I thought it had. Cause when I used it last time, it like did the, you know, the fart noises from the ketchup right the so it done the fart noises so i was like okay not that many not much ketchup is left in this so so when i went back in for round two with the fries and i was pouring i just didn't think about it so yeah those the three explosions of um of my candidate experience and uh i basically ended up walking around with this like nasty looking stain that like was so the the shorts I was wearing was like they were like gray and it's this huge patch and uh, sure like the rest of the water around like my crotch and like like making me look like I peed myself had dried up but like it was this ugly stain and I was very self conscious of it, um, but yeah no so, um, the reason why I'm saying that it was still a good Canada Day is because uh, I was still hanging out with people, uh, that I wanted to hang out with. And, uh, I was still like, you know, the food was good. Um, the experience was amazing. I, I like, I've never seen that many people like in one place, um, which kind of made me nervous cause I, I don't like, like hanging around a lot of people. Um, and, uh, so that, that whole situation stressed me out of so many people in a crowd. Um, but it ended up being really great. Uh, we went to go see the fireworks and, um, uh, one annoying thing about, okay, if you're watching fireworks, if you're doing any event and there are people behind you that are sitting, do not stand up. Do not put your kid on your shoulders. Do not be an idiot, like an actual asshole, because it is so, oh my God, it made me so fucking mad because I don't want to I don't want to stand up and contribute to the problem there are people we're just sitting we're just want you just want to sit and enjoy the fireworks especially where we're sitting there's like um there's like a little tent or like like you know the false wall because we were right by the stage um and you know and and it was good you know like 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 you you can't really stand up in that area because um people can't see and I'm conscious, like, when I go to places, I'm conscious about the people around me and how they feel. And, um, so yeah, no, that, that made me mad. But the fireworks, again, were phenomenal. Um, they were really, like, I, I, every time I see fireworks, I always remember my mom and, uh, when she took us to, like, fireworks when we were little. And she would force us and the rest of the family to pretend like we got along and like you know put a blanket in the back and then we go and sit um outside my sister's old school uh and 
and watch the fireworks. And it, and it was uh it was a great time. Like a hell of time. And uh I'll I'll always remember that. In the time we used to be arguing and saying we didn't want to go and like a bunch of stuff like that, but then, you know, like now you kind of you appreciate those moments of like, you know, your mom really trying to encourage the family to like, you know, hang out. And um I remember mom telling me every time which which uh which fireworks she likes so I was like pointing that out and it was just really awesome um and uh had a lot of fun um overall Canada day was a was was a seven out of ten you know minus one for every explosion that happened that day the three mishaps of Canada day but they um like the overall day and the overall experience with the people was just amazing and uh if you know Canada Day in Parliament is or in, in Ottawa specifically is just a whole other beast. It's not just fireworks, it's not just a regular day where you just end up going to see fireworks later on. It's like a it's an it's a it's a day where people take off and spend time with you know, like hanging out and like eating some food and like really enjoying themselves. It was a great time. Um Yeah, no, Canada Day was great. And uh saw Tyler Shaw at uh the um what do you call at the concert they had in Major Hill Park and that was great. Um so so I wanted to end off um by uh talking about like I know I talked about animals last time and pets, but I wanted to talk about um French bulldogs. And bulldogs in general, but but French bulldogs specifically and I wanted to talk about the three the three C's of 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 you need to know about before like even thinking about uh getting a, a French bulldog. And I and by no means am I an expert. I'm I'm reading off articles as well and uh I'm just trying to like compile some some information in a place and uh you know, like educate myself as well as other people. But um this this all stemmed out of the idea that my girlfriend wanted a Frenchie, and um, she, she has a name picked out, and uh, I'm personally a fan of like all animals. I prefer cats. Like I I have two cats, um, Squash and Bean are their names, and they're and they're amazing, and and I live with them, and they're uh, amazing brothers, sons, whatever you want to call them. They're they're amazing. They're they're a lot of fun. But I wanted to talk about owning a dog, um, and actually dogs in general and domestication as a practice. And uh, so I wanted, to, we'll get into all of that, but I wanted to go through some points that I saw on this website um, regarding French Bulldogs. And uh, like, basically, we'll start with the cost. And uh, so if you haven't looked up how much it is, how much it is to get a French Bulldog puppy, um, let me give you some let me give you some <laughs> they're expensive um to breed a french bulldog uh costs about $7000 right um now $7000 is a lot of money that is a car that is a like you know that that's a years of tuition for a lot of people right like i think i think that's a that's a that's a lot of money to invest in an animal um and uh so the thing is is that uh french bull- bulldogs you know you need to make sure that their their breeds are pure 
because uh, um, they need to, like, become from, like, you need to have a good breeder, basically. And essentially, the the uh, there, there are such things as irresponsible breeders. And uh, they uh, basically um, are careless. And they do this all to maximize their profit. But uh, the quality of life for the French Bulldogs, especially while they're being bred and while they're being cared for, is not, uh, not great. And I, I wanted to mention that French Bulldogs, as well as a lot of other dogs, have genetic predispositions to some diseases. And I wanted to touch on this point. I was, I was discussing it earlier with my girlfriend, and we were like kind of bouncing back and forth. And I want to make it clear that being genetically predisposed to a disease does not mean that a, that animal will have that disease. So if you are like a French bull, bulldog buyer, or if you want to buy an animal, and you know that it is genetically predisposed to having, you know, like potentially having an issue that that I, I don't feel like that should deter you from uh, adopting. I think that it should definitely be a consideration of whether that you you can, you know, you can care for this animal, but I don't think that um, animals should be like looked at with that eye. The same, the same thing can be said about humans, and humans are genetically predisposed to all sorts of different stuff. We're likely to develop some sort of brain disease or die from dementia, like you know, like dementia in our old age, and that's that's a genetic predisposition. That's almost a certainty. For a lot of different people um, and there are so many different diseases that humans have to deal with but there are people that can live a perfectly l good life um, that are when they're well cared for and they're well uh, treated even though they're genetically predisposed uh, to animals and their animals are like are predisposed to diseases even uh, people who um, are not genetically predisposed to like you know let's say they have amazing genetics and they have never had a heart condition that does not deter someone from developing or or a heart condition and uh and and I think that it's very much a very much a, like you know a chance when it comes to these things and uh you just have to you know take the best care you can but you know you never know and I think that animals kind of fall under that same regard and uh i think that it's important to remember that the domestication the actual like like the actual act of making these animals um man's best friend right has actually in a lot of cases caused a lot of these genetic predispositions and that's not a like a lot of them you know like um like animal like dogs specifically and cats they they became smaller and cuter and more like like you look at a lion it is huge it is it is a it is a like a, a an assassin it is designed to kill to to remove instinct to to do that takes a long time a lot of years and a lot of like like you know different things but now we have a cat that you know um the hardest bite it can do would still hurt me but like you know, it wouldn't even do it. Like, its instincts are not to do that, to not, you know, not to attack that. Unless it's feeling harmed. And, and um, same thing with dogs, right? Like, like uh, dogs in the wild are, are like, what, like a, like, 
wolves, right? Basically, essentially, they're wolves, right? And that's why you have um, those breeds of dogs that are very close to wolves that are used for um, different uh, different activities, and depending on their control and stuff. And that's why certain breeds are better at like um, looking for escaped convicts, or versus a breed that's just very adorable and cute. And so certain breeds have adapted to be very useful to us so that they can survive. And certain breeds have adapted to just being cute because being cute is something that, um, you know, is very, uh, is very desirable. Uh, so, so again, getting back to French Bulldogs and, uh, basically, um, I just wanted to, just wanted to touch that, uh, common, common things that French Bulldogs, uh, can develop are deafness, hip dysplasia, and respiratory problems. And, um, uh, this is no guarantee that, uh, uh, you're, (laughs) that you're actually going to, um, that your puppy is going to develop these. It's just something to consider that that might be something that you have to, um, be either informed about or well-versed or like, you know, comfortable knowing that that's, that, you know, the $7,000 you're going to pay is not going to, um, not going to cover everything you need for this, for this dog. So your average Frenchie is about $3,000. And, um, basically is, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, so the average prices goes from fifteen hundred to eight thousand dollars, and um, and it's actually because of part of that part of that cost comes from uh the care that's necessary for these puppies when they're really young, um by breeders and it's almost a full time job, um versus um one other thing we'll touch on is one of the other the three one of the other three C's. Um, so I think we covered costs. So you're looking at a pretty big upfront cost when it comes to a Frenchie, as well as, you know, recurring costs and to think about, you know, having, um, having ensured that you're, you know, you're paying the right, um, kind of money and that you're, you're saving up the right kind of money before even thinking about it. So, um, they are really good dogs though. They're, they're, um, the, uh, uh, they're very, um, they're very, like, polite, they're very, like, act, like, they're, they're muscular dogs and stuff, and they can be really active, but then they also, like, enjoy their downtime, so it's, it's usually a preferable dog for, like, apartments and stuff, and I've, I've heard that said before as well, and a lot of famous people have had French Bulldogs, and, uh, yeah, no, so I don't wanna, I don't wanna get too much into why, uh, you know, like, uh, why Frenchies are are expensive because I think that you know in some cases for for a lot of people it can be a um it can be a great thing to have a French bulldog it might bring you a lot of uh a lot of happiness um so French bulldogs are also notorious for the long list of gen long list of genetic health problems I'm reading this from French wiki doc Frenchywiki dot com uh, reliable source. I didn't check it, but basically, I'm I'm trying to, I'm just trying to get an overview, uh, so I don't think we need to go too, uh, uh, too hard into it. And basically, um, just like any other breed, the Frenchies can suffer from 
allergies uh, and, and their genetics just in general can increase the risk of allergies. Um, and also their, their, their short noses and stuff can also, um, cause that. And, the, and they, they get like scab skin, uh, from, uh, scratching and, uh, runny eyes and, uh, like, like just general itchiness and, um, that can all happen from like, you know, uh, from like fleas and stuff like that. Um, but they also are genetically predisposed to, or like, you know, they easily attain, uh, conjunctivitis, which is pink eye. Um, it's inflammation of the eye, uh, of the tissue that covers the front part of the eye. Um, and basically this, this is another, like, you know, another thing that the, the French bulldogs are mostly known for. Um, but again, you could go your, your whole Frenchie's life without ever dealing with that. Deafness or hearing loss is also common, uh, because of, uh, genetic defects, um, uh, basically can be present at birth or develop over time, both of them. Um, so you can, uh, uh, you can, you can actually check if they're deaf, but, but, um, this can also happen from like malpractice in terms of breeding and um it's something you can consider uh also because of their hips you know um uh they can also get hip uh, dysplasia and uh it can uh basically they they uh it can result in them like not being as active and uh developing hip arthritis and actually one of um my neighbors dogs back in um the in Milton uh where I'm originally from they um uh they have a I think I don't know if it's a Frenchie but they have a dog who has uh, hip dysplasia and he had to get his uh rear legs removed uh so when he goes outside to to like for walks and stuff they have to put him on a on a set of wheels uh so he can still get his front legs working um, but yeah, so that, so that's, you know, like that's sad and, uh, it's not, um, it's not fun. This is all very sad stuff. Basically, um, there's like a lot of the cherry eye, third eyelid, uh, there's like, uh, yeah. And they also have droopy faces and, and, and like a lot of, a lot of things cause Okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Basically, I just to give you an idea that that, like, this is not an this is not a like a don't get a French bulldog. Don't don't do this. Don't go buy an animal. Don't you know? Don't do this. I I personally like would love to adopt over over like breeding. But um, if you do think that an animal will make you happy, uh, by by all means do it and um know that these risks are there but as long as you're you know prepared to a certain uh, to a certain aspect for these uh issues that you can still have a great experience and these these things might never ever happen but you know like it's it's always one of those things that you got to be like thinking about heat stroke is pretty um common oh yeah and they're and they're and because of their because of how short their noses are they have a lot of problems with that as well but yes, I don't know. I'm gonna go on to the last C. Um, 
this is kind of where this is kind of related to the cost aspect um but uh french bulldogs a lot of bulldogs actually um they require um c-sections um at birth and uh that's kind of like english bulldogs are the same uh french bulldogs are the same like basically yeah um basically the reason why french bulldogs need a c-section and you've probably heard this before but uh basically traditional birth is too dangerous um because the dogs the puppies heads are too big to make it through the birth canal so if one of the puppies gets stuck while the mom is in labor it would like basically you could you could end up would like the death of the whole litter so this is this is another like this is another i think this is probably the most important point i want to make is that like well yeah so this this whole thing like c-section with a professional doctor and like you know you know like proven and tried and tested would be about two thousand dollars so you know and i don't even know if this is american u.s or american american or canadian so like if you're a canadian person it'd probably be even more um, and, uh, you know, like, a lot of people say it's still worth it, though, so, you know, that's, uh, that's it, okay, I'm just getting a warning about, uh, not going over, I'm at about 45 minutes, I think this episode's gonna be a little short, because I'm kind of covering all the points I wanted, but I wanted to talk a little bit, again, like, the French Bulldog is a, as a great example of, um, taking responsibility for our actions, really um we domesticated animals we made them um we made them evolve in the way that we wanted to so some were cute and some were good police dogs and some were good at that some were good at sledding and some are good you know like whatever they like the roles might be in and that's constantly changing and evolving and whatever not but i just think that uh, a certain amount of responsibility also comes upon us to like ensure that we are taking care of the animals and uh um because they do you know like in the pursuit of survival they and being domesticated in the pursuit of like pleasing us they have developed these issues and and they shouldn't be neglected by any means and i think that that is an important point to be made so that people are still adopting uh french bulldogs or other dogs that are predisposed to things because they need to be cared for and uh so if you have the opportunity to own any sort of animal i highly encourage it i think that it's it's an important thing that i got to grow up i i own birds i brought home my own cat um without permission just one day i just brought home my own cat i owned a bunch of hamsters rabbits and i i think all those little experiences sure they some of them even short and some of them very sad um they help you grow as a as an individual as well as give uh, an animal a better life and uh so on on that i think i'm gonna end um but uh today was a little shorter but i i think i was talking a bit more like on point with what i wanted to talk about um i'm gonna try to record another episode soon um i'm not gonna make any promises i have a lot of work coming up that's like consecutive um i'm gonna go back on my word in episode one uh in the reboot and kind of just like I'm going to go with the option where um, I get to 
pick when my when I record and stuff. And um I will still try to meet those goals, but I'm not going to stay 100% to them. I don't think it's reasonable and I think that I'm having more fun letting, you know, things events happen in my life like going to Canada day and like, you know, talking talking to my girlfriend about French bulldogs and doing my research on it and however informal that is I think that it it brings a lot more depth uh, and meaning to the podcast and uh, yeah so if you um, wanted to let me know what you want me to talk about you can go to twitter at the underscore real underscore ta and uh, tweet me any suggestions for what you want me to talk about topics whatever um, other than that I'll have my own ideas back uh, next week or perhaps even earlier this week whenever um, thank you all for listening. Um, if you share the podcast, it really does help me out. No, not a lot of people listen to this and I use this more as a therapy session, kind of reflection point. Um, but, uh, you might, you know, people might like it. People might like learning a little bit, uh, in the informal fashion that I learn it. So, uh, feel free to share. And, uh, we got some more structure. If you, we do have eight old episodes from the, uh, kind of the trial tester here if you want to listen to those as well uh just go check it out wherever you get podcasts i'm still trying to get apple podcasts on i don't know why it's not there i'm waiting for the email so i will get back to you all right see you bye